And we are back. This is This Was Rad Podcast, the podcast that brings you 80s movies uh, through the eyes of people who lived them. Uh, I am Paul. I am Greg. Okay. Right off the bat, high energy. I want to get through this high movie. Energy. I want to get through this movie in 25 minutes because. What? Not, not, no, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> because I don't want to pause. I don't want to stop. I don't want to go in and stupid in tangents. I just want to. I just want to talk about this movie and everything that happens. That's all I want to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, so if, if I recall correctly, Paul, yes. you've never seen this movie. Hadn't heard you've of this movie. Never even heard of this movie. <laughs> Two movies in a row I've never even heard of. Blind right. Fury is the movie we're going to be talking about today. Blind Fury. Uh, blind Man comes back from war uh, and then uh, murders people. Uh, Greg, so, <laughs> Greg, yes. was this film rad? Because you watched it. Oh, this it. film... I I caught the end of this film on TBS, I'm going to say sometime in the early 90s, and I thought, what is happening? This movie is bananas. So I tracked it down and rented it, and I loved this movie. It, it was on TV occasionally. Like I said, TBS is the only station I knew that played this movie. And I, I as far as channels that I watched all the time, uh, TNT, TBS, and USA. Those were the three. Oh, yeah. For 80s movies in, in, yeah. into the early to late 90s, that's absolutely... They're, they're, after 8 p.m., it was just filled with those because they got them cheap. They knew they were yep. going to be instant popcorn movies people would watch. Absolutely, I'm with you. And so um, this this was one I definitely have seen multiple times on, on TV, and I loved this movie. It was It was like... They made a movie. It was like they took a scan of young Greg's brain and they were like, what What could he possibly want? Oh, okay, here we go. A Vietnam vet who's blind, who knows how to use a sword, and he just somehow murders his way to the bad guy at the end. Yes. Uh, the, the biker from the apocalypse from Raising Arizona, <laughs> uh, Tex Cobb. The uh, I mean, not the not the old guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, Tex yeah, Cobb. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I I loved this movie. I I loved everything about it. I yeah, super rad. This was a super rad. Movie. Okay, well, I got something special at the end. I'm gonna save. Uh, I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Um, oh boy, but we'll, we'll Can't wait. we're gonna get through this movie. Uh, we're three minutes in. We're ready to get started. We have to get we have to get right into Blind Fury. the war, huh? That's right. Hey, you could see them. Yes, I could see them. Now give me that. Well, what happened? Your daddy and I became friends in boot camp. Oh my god, this movie. <laughs> so, so this movie, <laughs> you know what I love about this movie? They're like, uh, you know what? Hey, we're going to open up with a Vietnam scene. <laughs> I thought for a second, oh, this is the opening the Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and we're just seeing or, a lot of dead bodies on, on a field. Yeah. And, it, it, and oh, my God. So you almost get the feeling that this is going to be like a Rambo-esque movie somehow. Yeah. You know, just because it, it, it pan shots. Um, there's a blown up helicopter. There's There's all this stuff. Bodies everywhere, gore. Um, there's people shouting, some gunfire in the background, um, and then you just hear uh, Rutger Hauer, uh, our main uh, actor, uh, second appearance um, after uh, a Blade Runner. 
and he's just shouting, I'm blind, I'm blind. Well, because we, the audience, can't possibly know (laughs) through his acting that he's blind. We need to be specifically told (laughs) seven or eight times that he's blind while watching him stumble over things. Well, a lot of the people that have sight, as you know, walk through their day waving their hands erratically in front of them. I mean, that's how I get from my desk to the coffee maker every morning. So yeah, yeah, you know, hands just you know akimbo. You're just right. going nuts, right? And at some point, he gets attacked by by these natives. Um, they capture him, and now the movie transitions into a training montage. Where oh yeah, it's a nice long montage. Now I I one part even as a child that bothered me is it was like wait he's in Vietnam and he just got captured by some villagers and they're just like hey. You know what would be good for for morale here in the village? Let's teach this foreign invader how to how to use a sword like a like a professional swordsman, well, I guess. I don't know. I'll tell you why they did that. It comes down to his trainer. I didn't catch his name, so I called him uh Yi Wei. Okay, we'll call him Yi Wei for no that's it. Okay. Sure, why not? Um I'm I'm sure there's a better name. Anyway, Yiwei, what he really wants to be is a tennis pro. <laughs> but but unfortunately, life has dealt him a hand in which he is stuck in the jungle and only knows how to use a sword. But mm. here's this tall white man that he can he can subtly caress as he teaches him the sword, much as a as a tennis pro would with, with a a rich man's trophy wife. And he subtly walks him through the art uh, of sword fighting. Mm. Now, a lot of the villagers are both bewildered and amused by this, but Yi Wei, what he's really doing is crying on the inside because <laughs> because he's j- he really wants to get out of the jungle. And, he, and he's like, this white man is my ticket. This is it. I, I have a shot at the big time. Did you not get that, uh, Greg? Know, <laughs> no, I... Um, Did you, know, you have a different point of view on that one? <laughs> there certainly... It certainly was weird. The, like, I... I guess it's it's not a bad opening, I guess, as far as openings go, because right off the bat, we're just like, here's his origin, and guess what we're not going to do? Take an entire movie to tell you his origin. We're going to tell you his origin in five minutes. Okay, fair enough. Don't open the movie with a horrific army scene and a blind guy, and then get into a slapstick training montage where coconuts get thrown slapstick, out of guys' Slapstick, I think, is a Come bit on. much... Rutger Hauer's face through this entire movie is is torn between shock, awe, and and, and stumbling um, Steve Martin from the jerk. Like his facial his facial expressions are always like, oh, "I'm gonna get him," and "Oh, I'm doing something goofy." And and this this scene captures that because he's trying really hard to cut that coconut or that fruit or whatever. Ah, oh, but oh, but wouldn't you know? He just gets slapped right in the face with it. This movie definitely has humor peppered throughout it. Um, I will, I will absolutely give it that, and I like that the humor doesn't overpower the story. It doesn't, it doesn't like detract from anything. Now, this, this is, uh, we should say this up top. This movie is an American version of uh, Zadoichi, which is a very famous Japanese blind swordsman. There's been like a million movies made of him in Japan. Even, like, recently. He, he, he's one of these characters, kind of like 
I guess like like a James Bond, I guess. Like he's never really gone out of fashion. He's this blind swordsman. He kind of wanders around and you know helps people and has these crazy adventures and stuff. So um, it it's it's very much the same thing where Rudger Hauer after this training montage and he gets back to the states and he is now just like wandering the United States, I guess. Um, so this is one of the things I didn't get where he's like I. We're, we're gonna jump ahead real fast to go back to this later in the movie he's like uh he's trying to track down his buddy and i'm like as soon as you got back to the united states you didn't try to track down your buddy or are we to believe he's literally only been stateside like a day well that's what i do like about this movie is he masters the sword yeah oh yeah yeah got that down soft cut 20 years later he's in florida right how did he get there why did he go there did he have a passport? Did he come on a boat? How, did Was there a, a tearful because, goodbye? Did Yahweh right. cry when he left him? Nope, nope. We've completely forgotten about the villagers. Their job is done. Oh, yeah, no, they are out of this movie. They're never yes. mentioned again. So, and they someone actually tells him they're like um uh, I th- I think I think Meg Foster um who we love and can't stop doing movies. Uh, yes, starring, third time. But, um uh, she's like, I saw your name on the Vietnam Wall. Like, everyone thinks, like, the government thinks you're dead. Yeah, yeah, and he, I believe he says, so did I. Right, yeah. He's blind. Yeah, oh, I went there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Well, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I think what we need to say is, he's he's okay. blind, but he can see far better than anyone else can. Well, until he's daredevil. Until it's convenient for the plot that he can. And no, <laughs> yes. Then yes, he's, he's yes. totally out of his element. Yes. Um, so, okay. Don't tell me this movie is quote-unquote peppered with comedy. It starts out with him getting hit in the head with a fruit. Then we yep. go to a, a diner scene where right. where some ruffians uh, try and play a prank on him and they put hot sauce. And Rutger Hauer does what I am calling the greatest hot face in cinema history. I would, I would have to agree. Okay, <laughs> and then, and then he proceeds to beat them so, to beat them up in a slapsticky ki- kind of way. I would, I would, I would agree. And it's, it's, it's very slapsticky. So this it, movie's going to be a the, comedy. That's what I'm being told. It's the classic. Uh, if you're, if you're a fan of, of like martial arts cinema, this is the, the, um. Like a this drunken kind master of a paint, kind of thing. This is kind of a paint-by-numbers movie where oh, in, no, a, in, a, in a kung fu movie, <laughs> I will argue you'd be that, introduced yeah. to the kung fu master who's pretending to be like an idiot, you know, or just a regular person. And here comes some big, bad, tough guys. Mm-hmm. And he, like, beats them up, but in a way that it looks like he's just falling over himself. You know, like, he doesn't actually mean to beat them up. It's yeah. a very, it's a standard genre move. It is. Um, but he is on his way to find Frank, uh, Frank Devereaux, his yes. his buddy from Vietnam. Who? Now, what I like to think happened was he was in that village for like, we'll give him a year. No. Okay. No. 19. We're going to give him, we're going to give him a year. He had a wife and child. He then, they, they somehow got money and they sent That's him okay. back. Yeah. And he was wandering the United States no, for the other 29 years. His child was crying. Years. He left him. He was no a teenager. Idea. He taught him how to do karate himself. Yahweh has passed away. Nope, 19 years in the village. 19 years? Yes, yes. I disagree. <laughs> so, okay. So, he ends up in Florida. He's looking for the for the guy there. Um, It's because this movie has a, a spider's web 
amount of plots going on at any given time. The main, one of the main more tighter plots is that his buddy Frank became a biochemist conveniently (laughs) with a real bad gambling problem with a bad gambling problem who's left his family we smash cut after the fight scene to a a scene of suge knight uh hanging him out out a window that's a pop culture reference that is a pop culture reference and and frank who uh everyone will i'll give a nice easy one uh lock john lock from lost uh plays him is being hung out a window and he's agreed to uh break bad and make uh meth for this guy or some some sort of, why did, okay, I don't mind skipping ahead. What is this blue, du, is it angel dust? Is it PCP? It, is it? I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to call it drug nondescript because it could like, be anything. Like, it looks to me like all he did was run to the pet supply store and get that blue shit and put in the bottom of a tank that's, and just crush it up with a mortar and pestle and was like, ta-da. I, call, I ended up writing, I, I called it, I ended up calling it powdered Drano. Yeah, like you mix it with some water and it long clog clogs, like that, which is a very '80s thing, I would assume. Um, yeah, sure. But anyway, uh, so we go to that, and then we f- we find um, find uh, what's it? Uh, I how did I forget? Okay, his name look, already? it's it's anyway. It, Rutger so, Howard so, goes to uh, the house, and he's well. And he hold finds, on, hold on. What we we what we need to say is that Frank Devereaux, uh, uh, a Rutger Howard buddy, is is being forced to pay off his gambling debts by making drugs yes, for this yes. guy. And they basically say, we're going to go get, like, his wife and kid and hold them for, like, insurance. Yeah. To, like, make sure that this guy actually pays, you know, quote, unquote, pays his his debt back to the back to the casino. Yeah. So, um, so we go back and Rutger Hauer makes it to the house. He finds, I guess, they're the only house on the street with a sign. Um, because that's how he identifies the house. Is he is- a classic, classic daredevil move? He rubs something that is entirely smooth, yet somehow knows exactly <laughs> yeah, what it yeah, says yeah, under it, yeah. like he has eyes on his hands or something. Yep. Um, and then he he gets in there and he catches a dinosaur, which becomes a, a running theme throughout the thing. And he meets the wife, who is Meg Foster. Movie number three, I think movie she's number go- three. going into the annals of this was read um, history at this point. She's up there. I mean, I yeah. We, we say this all the time. I don't know who has more, but she's she three is a very uh, good number. I, you know what? I looked at her movie list. I think I don't remember the name of the movie, but we do have one on our list that is on hers from the eighties. So we got at least one oh. more coming. One, if not two, depending on how, you know how deep we go. Like Kurt Russell, we've done three of his movies. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone we've we've hit four? Schwarzenegger was. One predator, two, three, and Conan and Tran- uh, Terminator, and Terminator. That's three. That's three. I mean, he when when we do the Running Man, which will be at some point. Uh, very Running soon Man, Conan the Destroyer. I love the Running Man, and we we're, we're so yeah. Um, as far as like who, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we, it's too much work. Moving on, fake cops show up, <laughs> and well, actually. Are they fake or are they real cops? Did I they... think no. Because <laughs> I'm not those sure. Are legit cops, and he he murders those cops. Well, with I'd like to point out no repercussions. Well, here's my thing, Greg. You, uh, this is where the movie continually plays with me throughout the whole thing. It starts okay, out. Okay. It starts out war movie. Then it's a training thing. Then it's uh, a, a slapstick comedy fight. Now he cuts somebody's physical handoff with blood and then stabs two more people 
And now the main bad guy, his name is Slag. This is the uh, this is the text, biker uh, text, text. Randall Tex Cobb, who uh, '80s staple appeared in a lot of TV lot shows and of movies. TVs and movies. If uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, look look up his name. And if you're a fan of '80s movies and TV shows, you'll go, "Oh, it's him!" Yeah, he he always plays the same type of like super tough, like grizzled. Like, uh, like almost always a bad guy. Yeah, so he's, he's usually a, really a henchman or something guy. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't have a lot of speaking roles anyway. So, um, But anyway, he kills two cops. Um, Slag gets away. Unfortunately, Slag did shoot Meg, uh, Meg Foster. She dies in... God, what, what is Rucker Howard's character's name? I, I totally blanked. Oh, um, isn't it Uncle Nick? Nick, Nick, yes. So she dies in Nick's hands. Um, she says, get my son. And now he takes the kid. And now... Who, who was knocked unconscious, I'd like to say. Yes. Does he seek medical attention for this child who, at the at the best case scenario, has a severe concussion and has lost consciousness? No. It's time to go right to a bus terminal. Yeah. And I have problems with this kid, who who we all love, um, uh, step by step himself. Yes. Uh, what's Brandon... Uh, I recognized something. him. I, I couldn't... I think it's Brandon Call. I think is his sure. Name. Um. Anyway, now Paul, did you think about the mo- the movie from this kid's point of view? He wakes up. Mm-hmm. This guy that has been in his house for a minute is now telling him, "Hey, we're going to see your dad." And he goes, "I need to call my mom." And he's like, "You cannot call your mom, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and so, so I'm thinking like this kid alarm bells should be going off in this kid's oh. head to the eleventh degree. Oh, Greg, you would think so, but the movie says, "Don't worry, we've got that covered." <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. Adult kid buddy road trip movie. We're starting yes. it at this point. <laughs> so now, now he, now you want to you want to talk about having a little too much comedy. Here's where you know he gives. Uh, the the kid like gives Nick like a rock. Oh oh no! To, to eat his Hold candy. On. Don't, don't. Uh, oh, it's crazy. First they walk out. Nick, ha ha ha! I won't slip on the mud. Slips on the mud. Kid runs out. I cut this. Ha ha! He slips on the mud. These two people are gonna get on that bus completely soaked and drenched in mud, and no one is supposed to say anything. And did you did you notice that they apparently both have superpowers where in the next scene their clothes are completely spotless clean again? Well, Greg, in this movie, are you really surprised? <laughs> no, no, okay. because much like Superman, <laughs> they both have whatever power they need. <laughs> whatever to they need at the time. Yes. Whatever yes. problem they currently have at the moment. So, so um, the one thing we do see is because it's it comes back later is. Nick does tell the kid about um, how he met his father, Frank, in Vietnam and and how they were attacked by, you know, the enemy. They just say the enemy um, in Vietnam. But did you catch in the story, Rutger Hauer goes, they sent me and your father to go kill the enemy. They're under mortar fire and the entire company sent two people. You know how we do this here. We don't all fight. We all take turns, and it is your turn and your turn. That's uh, the end of it. Listen, uh, Nick, Frank, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really need you guys on point on this. Um, and I really need you to go and, and basically kill the enemy. I'm not saying specifically which one. Just kill the enemy. Can just you handle kill, that? Just kill him. Just kill him. Just kill. Yes. My orders are just kill. Kill the enemy. The kill. enemy. Yes, and we're sending zero backup. Oh, well, you know, seems pretty straightforward. Just kill. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, sure. I like your attitude. Straightforward. 
Always on board. You're the hey, kind of guy I like. It's my last day in Vietnam. What could go wrong? Ah, I like that thought. Yes, what could possibly go wrong as I give you this order while we are actively being shelled? What's the worst that can happen? What Good could luck. happen? Good luck, Nick. I, I don't even need luck. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, as long as I have my rifle in my eyes, I can do anything, sir. Right, that's right. <laughs> Old eagle eye here, we're all yeah. set. I'm surprised they didn't make a point of that. Like, he was a sharpshooter. Oh, I could, you know, I could pick off. Yeah, that, that would not have surprised me <laughs> right? if 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 that was, that was his whole thing. But So, finally, Nick is like, okay, look, kid, you've been asking to call your mom. Uh, I kind of <laughs> have a confession to make. Uh, yeah, uh, your I don't... mom's dead. <laughs> and the kid is, and... like, broken up for all of, like, no, he he. he oh takes no, that's off right. This is the corn maze. a cornfield, and so this is yet another, <laughs> another in a in a in. I I would I want the notes. I want to know all the information. Okay, yeah. Little Billy runs <laughs> yeah. into the cornfield. Yes, he does. Rutger Hauer runs into the cornfield. Yes, we've seen as Rutger Hauer run, runs off. There is a truck truckload that shows up with. In the back, like four or five guys, they all it's these redneck looking guys. They've yeah. all got guns, and they begin to chase. Uh, kind of at the at the start, no one knows they're that they're chasing Rutger Hauer and Billy. They're unaware that they're that they're getting chased. But yeah. Rutger Hauer finds out because you know he's got the superhuman hearing and whatever. So they also like in a very fast way manage to get a hold of uh, of Billy. Because a cornfield, you can run in, like, any direction. <laughs> but they just manage to grab him and then locate a shack in the middle of the cornfield and throw him in it. Well, so, okay. So, my two things here. First of all, I really... I, this scene... You know what, Greg? We talk about this all the time. Editing down, making it tighter. Yeah. This scene should have been longer. It was... What an opportunity to have Nick running around in a cornfield, killing guys off one at a time. Because and we, yeah, instead, yeah, I agree. Instead, what does the movie go? <laughs> Did you think we were going to be a serious combat movie? Nope. Back to Goofy. I just killed a guy eating popcorn, <laughs> whose whose name is Popcorn. We find out later. <laughs> yes, they like... call him and they go, "Hey, hey popcorn. popcorn!" And I'm like. This guy eats pop. Is he's never no. seen without a bag nope, of popcorn. Nope. His name was Popcorn, and he said, "I'm going with it." And he's did just... he now? I, I, we, we always ask this: Did the name come first, or did the mannerisms? I'm come telling first? you, name came first. Name and came he first. He had to live with he it. He rose to the occasion. That's why he. Right. That's why he never lets that popcorn bag go because he's like, "This is my identity." <laughs> without this, I'm nothing. I got nothing. I need snacks. And and now we kind of get to now. So he he kills them off. Yes. He finds Tex Cobb on on a house, and this is cla this this movie does this all the time. Nick is blind, but he somehow knows that there's one support beam <laughs> yes. in the back yeah. of this shack, and if he cuts it, it'll just fall over. I don't understand it. Tex Cobb pops up. He he constantly does this this motion where he's like slashing, where he kind of takes the sword in his hand and like swings it up in an, in an arc to kind of cut you across. He slices Tex yeah, Cobb yeah. who falls over. He grabs Billy and he leaves. Then there's a scene where like later where, where Tex Cobb it's raining and you see his, what you assume is his dead body. And he wakes up and he like opens his shirt and he's got like a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Kevlar is a material that you can easily cut. It's it's not knife proof. <laughs> More it's specifically only for bullets. More importantly, Greg, you know what? You know what this scene brought up? He he opens it and he goes, ah, oh, yeah, bulletproof vest. And I could only think of that scene from Dumb and Dumber where they're like, well, wait a second. What if they shot him in the head, in the face? Oh <laughs> right. yeah. What what if he cut my neck? It was a wish. It was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there you have it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was I was with you. I'm like, I, I don't see. But it's another thing that this movie does is is the unkillable henchman. Oh, he is you know? super unkillable, too. So anyway, so we move along here. We cut back to the main bad guy who is trying to like. He's just heard that the kid has gotten away again, which I don't understand why this becomes a focal point at this point, because Frank, we know from scenes with the bad guy, is making the drug. Right. He's already compliant. He doesn't even need to see his wife and kid kidnapped. He's doing what you want. So why this pursuit of him continues anyway is kind of odd, but he they, they cut back to him and the guy and his and his uh, his lackey there, whatever the big guy goes, oh, we don't know what to do. And the boss just goes, well, get me Bruce Lee. I love this scene. <laughs> and yeah, the, Bruce Lee is dead. Well, get me Bruce Lee's brother. <laughs> get me Bruce Lee's brother. I love that line. I was it's dying. Called, it's fantastic. It's the best line in the movie. It is. Bruce absolutely. Lee, he's dead. Hands down. Get me his brother. <laughs> Hands down. It's the best line of the movie. <laughs> because so because he sounds so serious. Like, this oh, man no. genuinely believes, get me Bruce Lee's brother. Well, I don't know who that is. Figure it out. I wish they had gotten Bruce Lee's brother, and, like, Bruce Lee's brother is just, like, an accountant. <laughs> and he's just like, um, yeah, I'm here. I don't understand what's happening. So, what I need you to do, Bruce Lee's brother. You can, you can, I, I have a name my my name is uh chong lee you could just you know just call me mr lee can i call you blb <laughs> for the money you're paying me you know i i'm not gonna complain yeah you can go ahead and call that's what i thought so this is what i need you to do blb i okay, need now you I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna assume you're looking for like some sick tax deductions here some lost carries forward maybe <sighs> that's a big one it's very popular no, um, what I need you to do is to use the martial arts training that your brother had and uh, kill a white samurai for me. Caucasian! Blind, I should this, point is out. This, uh, is this a blind. candid camera bit? No, is no, this, no, this is... Is this, is, like, is this like this, a... No, no, this is quite... It's quite real. It's a... That's a real suitcase like full of money. From the other room? No! Oh, no, no, it's, it's a very odd question, actually. No, my, BLB. You know, no, BLB, my, what I really need you to do is I really mm -hmm. need you... To harness the power of the dragon's brother and kill a blind ninja guy he's, with a sword. Wait, he's bl he's a blind samurai? Caucasian, yes. I need Does you to kill him. Does he wear the outfit? Does he have, like, the samurai outfit with, like, the flag on the back? He dressed? Like, <sighs> you know... Is he part of a gang? I don't, samurai's a No, no! Guy. He's actually quite a goofy man. Trips a lot. Except for when he's killing my people. Then, apparently, he has super... <laughs> Supersonic hearing and uh, reflexes of a cat. Think you could take care of this problem for me? Come on, BLB. Um, you know you can. I'll see what I can do in my bag of tricks. That's what I want to hear. Otherwise, I'd shoot you. I'll I'll get right on <laughs> it to find the absolutely real and not made up in a coke-induced... <laughs> 
hallucination, the blind white samurai who trips a lot. You got it. Ah, see? I told you, Larry, we can get anything done with enough money. So, <laughs> so anyway, they finally make it to Reno. Yes. Uh, this movie does this a lot where, like, it starts in a location, you have, like, a transition scene, and then it's immediately three days later and they're just at another spot. But the movie makes you think that the, it all takes place over 24 hours. Yeah, I would say this movie takes place over, like, two nights and two days. <laughs> like, Easily. Like, like at, at most. Easily. So, anyway, um... I, uh, this is, this is, I believe the next scene that happens is they, the goons actually get the drop on, oh, on, yeah. uh, Nick and, and Billy, the two, the two brothers. Yeah. And they, I, I don't know who they top. are, but why we needed to all of a sudden insert slapstick henchmen when you have slag who's killing it as the silent killer. He is. And I got to tell you, I hate characters like this. And for some reason, I love these two. Oh, they were fantastic, Gregory. I they were amazing. Why. But why but, like, the movie injects them? I don't get screen, it. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, I don't was, know why they're in the was, movie though. It's so weird. I don't, I don't know. And I, I frankly, I don't care. I I'm, I'm convinced they were part of another script. <laughs> yes. And they just like stapled them, stapled that in there. What does it matter? So, uh, uh, <laughs> so, so, they Nick kidnap and Billy him in the and back get of the car. In... Their plan is, I know, let's set the car on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Which it's a sound works. plan. I mean, it's a sound plan, right? <laughs> so, so, so they, they get they they, they I, do that. I will say one of my favorite scenes in this little area is um the two brothers have. Uh, uh, Nick's sword, which which looks like a walking stick until you pull it open. Yeah, they have it all up front, and they're just kind of monkeying around with it because they don't know it's a sword. And one of them pulls it open, and he's like, "Hey, look at this!" It's and he just rubs his thumb down it, and of course it cuts him. And he's like, "Oh, this thing's cursed!" <laughs> <laughs> he it the I told like, you the knife cut you. That's what it's designed they're just, to do. You they're poser. just slapstick idiots. I don't know why. In a better movie, in a more serious, dramatic movie, that would have ended up on the on the on the bad guy's desk, and Nick would have to have gotten it away and used it right. to fight off. Agreed. Not this movie. This movie goes nope. Let's go full bananas. It's a cursed item. Throw it on the side of the road. Who cares if children find it? <laughs> so they they pull over. The car's on fire. Uh, Nick and Billy overpower them, get in the car, drive away. They find Nick's stick. And uh, we have a hilarious part where uh, uh, Nick has to the drive. Woman, the woman who's driving accidentally drops her glasses. They get stepped on. And now Nick is driving. Yes. Uh, blind. Uh, uh, cl- classic scene i would like to point out i thought the uh the old lady with the giant gun very funny gag very funny very funny I uh the, that a the lot. unassuming gun holder i think was very yeah nice. the two the, the, the two the two brothers uh uh like gta style like rip these two old women out of the car and one of them just pulls out this hand cam <laughs> it, it, <laughs> dirty harry would be impressed it's, it's it just starts shooting at them it's, it's yeah. hysterical. And, and did and you so, catch what the brother one of the brothers says <laughs> as as she starts shooting, he pulls out his gun and goes, "This is why I voted against gun laws." That's no, that's that's yes. He says this. This is why I voted for gun control. <laughs> that's what it was. That's why I voted that's for right. gun control while he's holding a gun. It was while fantastic. He has a gun. Yeah, it was exactly. so good. Yeah. So <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't want he doesn't want law-abiding citizens to have guns. Only he wants to have. Yeah. Guns. Right. Obviously, it's job security. We won't go so, into that. That's too political. Moving on. Uh, they get chased. Um, their car, uh, so the two brothers are following in pursuit 
and their car does a greg correct me if i'm wrong we've watched a lot of 80s movies have we seen a classic 80s car flip where a car for no other reason hits, then hits, hits a car bumper and immediately flips over and flips over a team style same thing i was thinking the same thing i don't think we have i, I that's the first 80s car flip and I, and obviously we say 80s car flip because in the 70s and 80s every cop tv show a team night rider chips uh magnum pi all of them at some point had one of these car flips and it's yeah it's very staged but god damn it does it it looks great you know oh yeah no fantastic um so uh they long story short i think we can kind of just cut to where nick goes to the casino i'm fine with that um so nick goes to the to the casino um he leaves um we should note he does leave the kid with um frank's girlfriend and her friend i think her name's annie and so yeah so they're hanging out in like a like a modified bus basically kind of chill it's a winnebago yeah yes it's it's a trailer park literally a a winnebago park um anyway nick goes to the the thing where we find another superpower he has winning at roulette well i you know when you don't know when the ball is going to be flipped or where anything is actually going to be setting or have run your fingers over every possible numeric slot clearly after two seconds you can pick up exactly where the number is going to be at the exact point um it's not a fun superpower um other than it's another classic trick he needs to create a distraction so So what yep go ahead keep going yeah no you uh so so the 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 pit boss comes over and he's got literally two two of the um the roulette balls in his hand and he leans over and like his grift is not fantastic. Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. But if you notice, everybody at the table backed away so they couldn't see it. And that's the trick. That's, that's the, the trick. Keep, keep the audience three feet away at all times. Yeah. And, 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 and if you can, get them to cover their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Excuse me. If you could just step away from the table and um, look over there. It's a bear. <laughs> oh yeah, no. That's I do the greatest magic tricks with misdirection. <laughs> no, no, no. Is I just a, you know er, er, Ernest P. Worrell style. Yeah, hey, is that a rabbit over there? <laughs> yeah, Ernest. Were you now? Now I was upset I didn't see Ernest in Vietnam during the flashbacks. I was really hoping to find him in the background. I that's what I was thinking. Is, is Ernest is in this movie in the Vietnam scenes as one of the friends? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't sending me out there, Vern. <laughs> hey, Nick, I've done enough killing. <laughs> oh God! You sent me down one of those holes <laughs> with the flamethrower. I saw a man cook. <laughs> Never again, Vern. I'm just gonna Can't go. Can't eat pork no more, Vern. <laughs> He's the commanding officer. <laughs> hey, Nick. Hey, hey, Nick. Hey, Nick and uh, Frank. I yeah, need yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I need you to go and kill the enemy. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? I need you to go just to yourselves and kill all the Viet Cong. Know what I mean? <laughs> no, know what I mean? I don't care if they're women, children, old people. You got, you got to kill them all. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Oh man! Uh, I'm telling you, Ernest. Go back, ma'am. please, people. If you're I'm a new you. listener and you've only been listening in the last like few months, Ernest goes to Nam. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest is goes is to the camp episode? Is one of our better episodes. 
Greg comes up with the fa- most fantastic theory. Please go listen to it. It's 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 pure it, gold. It's to, yeah. Anyway, it's moving on. It's a great theory. So he, <laughs> the elevator of the penthouse is locked by a number pad. This one's easy. I've seen this on MacGyver, tons of other movies. I was going to say 80s staple. Now, again, isn't it convenient that everything goes his way? So, so to create the distraction, and this is like, I what, what was Nick's plan? Because how this plays out makes no sense to me. So here's, here's what happened. The guy switches the roulette balls. Yep. And all of a sudden, and I, I will say one thing that this movie does fantastic. It makes great use of sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to create what you, what Nick is hearing. It, it, it does a very fun job with sound mixing. So all of a sudden he hears that there's beeping. Yep. And he slashes the guy's shirt open and you see he's got like this little transmitter. And then he, uh, Nick pops off the roulette wheel and you can see underneath it, it's got all the circuitry underneath it. It's not a real roulette wheel. And then everyone's just like, it's, it's rigged. And they just go bananas. I love the fact that the two Texas brothers show up and they just see a brawl and they're just like, it brawl. And they just start <laughs> punching people. <laughs> just like, whoa, oh, yeah, great. So, so hold on. Yeah. This is a, in, this is an insane amount of coincidences to just create a distraction. Like, what? What if it was silent and he couldn't hear the beeping? What if the pit boss came over and said, "Sir, um, we think you're Get cheating. Out. You're gonna have to leave." Yeah, because that's what, really like, what they can do. They don't even have to explain. They no I, right to refuse service. You're not welcome here. Yep, leave. Yep. In any casino, I don't know about Reno, but I know in Vegas because I I watched that movie Twenty One. Um, about the uh, the the Vegas 21 uh, group there. From MIT. Yep. Classic. You can be walked out of any casino if they suspect that you're cheating. Yep. And That's until it. until you legally change your name, you're out of luck. Yeah. So why they... Anyway, it's just stupid. He gets on the elevator. He gets all the way to the... A couple gets, bodyguards, gets, blah, blah, blah. We're just going to go... Gets to the bad short. guy. He, he, he makes it to Frank. He finds Frank. Uh, want, yes. Do you want to yeah, talk that's about fine. when he cuts the guy's eyebrows off? I, that no, stupid. stupid. Move it along. Um, he gets to Frank and he's like, hey, Frank, they have a nice reunion. This is Frank's plan. I'm in a casino full of innocent people. Thank I'm you. Cooking drugs. I know what I'll do. I will set my lab on fire. Thank and you. Then off we go. I wrote the same thing. I don't think setting an entire hotel and casino on fire is the best idea. But no. damn it, if Frank's not going to go for it. Frank's going to do what Frank's going to do. I guess. Oh, so oh I'm sorry. Does. Is my son safe? I'm ready to murder hundreds of people. So anyway, they get away. Now we have my favorite scene in the movie, and I'm going to explain why. Or, sh- or should I say my favorite scene that also should have had more scenes to make this movie better is... They go back to the Winnebago. They see the woman who was introduced to us sitting in front of a VHS tape yep. while, uh, doing, like, aerobic exercises and stretching. They come back. No one's there. Uh, uh, Billy's not there. Annie's not there. But this woman's there, and the VHS tape is playing. And, of course, she's been shot in the head and killed. That means a henchman was sitting outside this Winnebago, and every time that VHS tape ended, had to run back into the Winnebago, <laughs> it rewind, sit and wait for it to rewind, hit play, run back to his car, and then wait. And remember, th- cell phones don't exist. This is 1989. When they both made it in, he had to, like, make a beeline to a payphone to call his boss and go, okay, boss, they just, they just made it into the Winnebago. You got to call the number. They're in there right now. Okay. 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 
Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I, re- I rewound the tape. I No, it's... I... Yeah, I've, I've been here for eight hours. I've rewound it eight times. Yes. Okay. I'm go- I'm going to go to Arby's. I'm going to get some roast beef. Okay. You want me to stay here to make sure they leave? Okay. Then I'm going to get some Arby's. No, I have to go where? To a mountain? Um, with a cable car. Okay. All right. Fine. Sure. And off he goes. By the way, I like that I didn't interject in that scene because you really had it handled. <laughs> and, I just, and I just thought, you know what? He's on a roll. And, it, and, and and the silent I appreciate and, and not hearing the other call on the other hand, I think improved it. <laughs> it's, you know, restraint. It's a rare thing. I am gonna have to. I appreciate. That. I am gonna have to bleep out Arby's. They are not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> so here, I'll give you. I'll give you a free line. I'm uh. I'm gonna go hit up a generic, nondescript fast food restaurant on uh. Nope. No, I'm not. Okay. There. You I'm just gonna inject that each time. Edit yeah. that right in there. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because that's what I do. Anyway. <laughs> so yes, they get a call that they have to. They're in freaking Reno, Nevada, and now they have to go to a mountain. Now I understand I, there are mountains I, in Nevada, nowhere near Reno. Well, actually, Reno is closer to mountains than Vegas is because when you, um, if you remember, mm-hmm. in. Uh, the wizard, the girl, the girl lives in Reno and you can see mountains in the background. And I know I've seen them in other movies as well, but I, I just, I just, I just want to say, he says you need to get to Donner Pass. Yeah. Donner Pass is with no traffic. I just looked this up 46 miles away. So an hour at least. So what I would have really loved (laughs) is is that car ride. like, do you know? He's because it has a stupid name. He's like, yeah, I come to like Winter Wonderland, Donner Pass, and the guy's just like, Donner Pass, Donner, Donner Pass. It's down, it's, it's down eighty. He's like down, like wait, wait, no, I um, I got no, 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 really Listen, leave I need Reno. you, I, I need really you to come is. to Donner Pass. No, I, I pass. understand you want me to come to a place called Donner Pass. Yes, I have no. Okay, okay, I'm no, no, no. Directions. Can you gonna, give me some directions? Yes, okay. yeah. Okay, so hold what on, you gonna... hold on. I got, I got to find a paper. I hold on. Just wait. Okay. Just, just, Wait okay. a second. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I got I got my paper and I got my pen. Okay. 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 You're gonna go down 81, and you're gonna follow. Go you're gonna follow that for 44 miles. Right. Okay. Okay. Hold you're gonna on. take exit. 81. You're gonna take. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Just wait. Just hold. Just hold on. 40, 44 miles. Okay. 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 44 you're take, miles. Uh, the exit onto Burton Road. Burton. Is that t- ten, Burton like a Bur- T or the ton? B U R T O. T O N T O N Burton, Burton. and that's road. You said road, road. not road. No, Burton Road. Okay. Road R O Road A D. Is it uh, now? Was I um, Burton Road? Is there now when you get to the end of the ramp? Tells me yes. Which, like uh, do I yes? Take a like left every or other highway, major a left or a right? Like, like every other major thoroughfare and road mm-hmm. and highway system in the United States of America, there will be a sign that says Burton Road. Well, you don't need to be snippy, all right? I'm, I'm under a lot of stress here, okay? Maybe you cut me some slack, okay? Do I take a right or a left on Burton Road is really you're gonna take. You're going to take a right. I'm going to take a right. Thank you. Okay. When you get to the right second light. Thank you. When you get to the second, second light. Second light. You're going to take okay. a left. Going left. You're going to on to... Let's take a left. Okay, fine. Unnamed road. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. You're going you're gonna to follow that for two and a half okay. miles, and there's going to be... Oh. No, two you know what? Keep, keep going. I'm two and a half miles until the end. Go ahead. There's a ski two, lodge on five. on the right. You're gonna pull into that driveway in, into that parking lot. 
ski okay. lodge. That's... Um, am I going to need special tires? Is this like an off-road no. thing? Because no. my no. sedan it's doesn't June. do so well on like dirt roads. No, it's June. There's no snow down there. You're fine. Yeah, but, no, but I just meant like dirt. Like, is this like a like a no, bumpy? My suspension's paved. real bad. No, it's paved. It's fine. It's paved. Okay, paved. Okay, yeah. Great. Okay. Excellent. What you're gonna do is is you're gonna go into the parking lot of the Wonderland Base Camp. Wonderland okay. Base Camp. Okay. And, and you're gonna go in a valet situation. No, it's self park. It's self park. Okay. Yeah, just park anywhere. So, go up and go up to the reception. Uh, you're gonna meet you're gonna meet Wanda. She's a very nice lady. She's been working okay. more with me for years. Um, Wait, it, is it w- Wanda or Wanda? Wanda. Wanda. W A W. Wanda. Wanda. Gotcha. Like the fish. Like, ooh. (laughs) That's that's a great movie. Okay. Okay. John Cleese cracks. I'm going to shoot your son. (laughs) (laughs) You shoot him. I mean, you're not going to get any of these drugs. It's a bad business. You just get up to my goddamn cabin. Would you just get up to my goddamn cabin? (laughs) Okay. 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 You got to take. I need quarters to pay you gotta pay for the cable car, or is it cash only? You're going to talk to Wanda. You're going to say you need a gondola pass to Wonderland Lodge at the top of the mountain. It's going to be a, a two-hour ride. They try to sell me a timeshare no. or something. Cause no, you will things. not have to look under your placemat. You are not a winner. Oh, excellent. Okay. You are going to take a two-and-a-half-hour gondola ride up the mountain. <laughs> Two and a half hours? It's the only way I know. I I have a very small ladder. (laughs) I want to make sure you have enough time to to think out that you will not attempt any kind of plan or preparation to which you will foil my plot. I want to give you that time to think about not doing that. Just I'll just I'll just think about my life. You know, I did I contemplate I I did just buy a a Christine by Stephen King. I'll I'll get a good start on that. That's good. Okay, you got that? Are you are we settled? Are you good? I think I think we are good. I'm gonna gas up the old car and okay. uh, grab some uh, nondescript fast food, and I will uh, we I I will head out. Very good, very good. And then uh, the bad guy hangs up the phone. And then you just see him go. Ah, shit! I told him to come alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just I. You know, you never get the scene where the guy has no idea. They always know where they're talking about. It drives me crazy. So, so they take the gondola ride up there. Um, now, it, he's making Molotov cocktails that we never see for the rest of the movie. Uh, no. Um, he no, makes, he, he, he makes does. little firecrackers, but we never see the Molotov cocktails go I off. Thought we saw him, I thought we saw him throw one of them during during the fight scene in the dark, but... I know he saw, I know he throws firecrackers there, but I thought he threw. Anyway, they take the gondola ride up. He's making Molotov cocktails, and then we have another fantastic '80s themed scene, which is the gratuitous gunfire at what is clearly an empty room and/or compartment. Oh, yeah. It's like right out of Predator. They 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 wait for him to show up, and they just blast this thing. Right. And of course they go in, there's nobody there, and they're like, wait a minute, there's a trap door! <laughs> it's like, you guys all took the gondola up, nobody remembered that? No. You no. didn't have one guy underneath waiting for them? It- yeah, so so they, they get all the way up to the top, they they chase them down a hallway, a couple things, and then this is where we find um, uh, Frank and Nick are in a hallway. Frank, now, this is kind of important, at the beginning, of during the, the flashback scene, um, or I'm sorry, at the scene just before they have to go find their his son again, they kind of talk about Nick having to forgive Frank because Frank ran out 
during right. the combat. He ran away. And there's this real touching moment of forgiveness, and I forgive you, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that all comes to to fruition here because Frank immediately runs away. Immediately. As uh, soon uh, as there's uh, danger, Frank is out He is Fred Flintstone out of that. And Yeah, literally. And poor Nick, he, he runs, he gets away, and this is where I'm with you. He, he can track down people in a corn maze, but he can't maneuver his way through a couple large instruments. Yeah, appara- apparently, they put him in a ballroom, and all of a sudden, like, his powers are just useless. <laughs> I've been like- dampened by the, by, the, by, by the great acoustics. Now, it, it would have been one thing. See, this is what I expected, is, is um, he gets out onto the dance floor, and everything is okay, and then they turn on the sound system on him. Because then, because then he can't hear anything. That's a well-written scene. They don't do that. No, <laughs> no, they don't. And this—it's it's a classic scene where you're watching the thing and you're like, "Shoot him! <laughs> Just, Just shoot, shoot him. him! Just walk up and you're shoot three feet from him! Just shoot <laughs> why, him! Why did you even Just get that close? Shoot him! Why did yeah. you get that close? And then it's... when the lights go out, don't pull a trigger. <laughs> no, everyone back away and run for the. It's, a, it's a, anyway. He murders literally everybody. Yes, he murders everybody. He gets over there. Um, now this is where Frank actually shows Frank back up. He helps back him out and helps. Ha ha! I I'm not the, the the coward you think I am. Movie. They get all the yeah. way there. Um, they go and find the bad guy. The bad guy has his son, and they have to give him the drugs. I don't. The rest of the scene, as far as Frank and Nick are concerned, he and the bat and and the rich guy fight it out. The rest of the scene, we're we're gonna concentrate on the fights because the first the first fight is. Uh, slag, uh, Tex comes back and, oh, did we want to point out that the rich old guy was selling the drugs to, uh, Riggs and Murtaugh? I, w- I was going to say Miami Vice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Miami that Vice. is, pro- they probably look better as Miami Vice. You're right. Why, why that's a point doesn't make sense. It do- it makes zero sense. But what did he do, Paul? Cause you know, when, when there's a samurai, murdering everybody in your crew as we all know you can only fight fire with fire so you can only fight a swordsman with another swordsman yes oh my god this this scene was like so ridiculously over the top and so much fun to watch they start i loved this scene my favorite part is so like you know they're and first of all i want to say he shouldn't be able to fight another swordsman (laughs) no 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 right I don't know what. So anyway, he's they're they're, he fights they're, they're fighting them. each other. They right? fight over they, a hot tub where a lamp and a, a live a lamp, lamp falls live, in. Live wire. There's a lot of dancing that's not over blowing it. any fuses no, somehow. No, I don't know how that works. And but my favorite scene in that is they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and then he, he gropes the guy's face <laughs> and he goes, "Ah, Japanese." <laughs> you're right. You're right. Why well, is this in the movie? Because because Gregory. We haven't had a clearly racist moment yet. It's so unnecessary. So I guess, I guess it's just it's just to to let us know that that Nick is one of those people that when he finds out someone's Asian has to ask where they're from. No, no, no. I mean, where are you really from? That guy. I thought it was because we didn't want to confuse him with the Vietnamese guy. And for those, you know, for those dumb Americans who can't tell the different Asians I, apart. I guess maybe his other superpower is he can immediately tell what region of Asia you're from. You're from Asia. Well, know. only by touching, though. Only by doing no, no, face no, no. waterfall. He has, to, he has to touch. He has to do the face waterfall. <laughs> right. 100%. Right. 
So he fights him. The Asian guy ends up. He's. I love this old guy's room. He has a hot tub with heat a trampoline with with a trampoline, heat lamps, and a trapeze. Why like you do? <laughs> I can't imagine why this old guy has a trapeze over his hot tub. But whatevs. There were some crazy parties. That's all <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. There were some crazy, crazy parties. Well, you know what they say: life. don't get high in your own supply, right? Right. Right. So. Frank, so of course, Asian the guy ends up falls in, into the the hot tub and gets electrocuted. Right, and now Tex shows up. He starts fighting Tex. This fight is less fun. It's it's just them kind of going back and forth. But eventually, uh, Frank uh, puts a sword right through his gut, and he falls out of the 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 cliff window. Yeah, conveniently <laughs> located like, over a cliff. He, what? And it turns out he has actually cut. Uh, a cob in half. <laughs> yes. Which I always enjoyed. So, and then the movie just cuts back. What happened to the old guy? It's they, never really explained. Because we see Frank and the old guy rolling around with a shotgun. Right. Okay, I'm not the only one who missed the scene because no, I know I wrote a I note. Like, but did they kill him? Did <laughs> they like, become business partners? What happened? What? Nope, the movie just said, hey, um, did, did you want to finish that other fight? No time. No, mo- no money in the budget. Get to the end. <laughs> we need we need to have we need to have a real punchy ending here. At right. The end. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna film a twelve minute sob scene of this kid who clearly does not love his father anymore. Um, no, he loves. Oh, come on! Only wants to be with love? Dick. your dad who ran out on you or a swordsman. <laughs> right. Come right. On. And then we have like the sappy kid ending at the end. Yeah, Nick Nick basically says, I have to go. Billy's like, no, don't go. I need you around. Nick disappears. Billy runs to find him. He gets angry. He throws the dinosaur that he's had, and he throws it over a bridge. And, of course, who's under the bridge? It's, it's Nick. He grabs it. Billy understands that it didn't make a splash, and he knows who caught it. And he said, I'm going to miss you, and he goes off with it. Yeah. And uh, then Nick just walks off into the yeah, yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. And that's it. That is Blind Fury. That is the movie... That is the this very shy of words movie here. Um, now, Paul. Yeah. You know it. Hmm? You love it. That's the number. What is the kill count the, in Blind Fury? The body count. Ah, uh, let me see. Five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Are we are we including bodies we see on screen at the beginning? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I think actual actual people who were killed on screen. I'm going to go, I know I usually do a funny number because I try to make it funny, but I'm going to go with 12. Very close. 19. 19 is the kill count. I don't know if that was that close. I mean, definitely in, in a Price is Right, I guess I'm under, but 19, though. It doesn't seem 19. like it was that many. Remember in, oh, when he's in that ballroom, he the takes ballroom. Out like I didn't even guys. count the ballroom. Nope, I didn't yeah. even count the ballroom. Yep, I probably would have gone with, yeah, probably like 16 or 17 then. Okay. I don't have any interesting trivia as far as this one goes. You said you had something for the end. It's not. It's not trivia. Oh yeah. No. No. It's not. Okay. So if you're ready, I know we. You know we usually do a red, not red, and you're gonna ask me in a second. Okay. But I'll do this first. Okay. What I started doing, Greg, is I started okay. making a running tally of every genre of film this movie was trying to encapsulate. Oh boy. All <laughs> okay. Right. So, are you ready? Because yeah, I'm just gonna zero. burn through it. No stop. Do it. Go. It's a war movie, ninja movie, buddy movie, kid comedy, road trip, divorced parent, killed parent, goofy movie, action movie, <laughs> rich drug lord, overcoming physical obstacle, hero training scene, unkillable henchman, 
dimwit henchman, boss girl turns good guy, <laughs> unlikely person with a gun, crazy crowd distraction, friend over his head needs help, over-the-top shooting scenes, disabled advantage in the dark, switch switch death when he finds the girl, page two, <laughs> Jesus. Stereotype and signature specialization. Ridiculous villain death times two. Mm -hmm. Non-hero redemption moment. Those are the ones I could count. Wow. Um, uh, would you would you like to know the tagline that was on the poster for this film? We made a movie. You'll never fucking believe it. <laughs> he may be blind, but he don't need no dog. <laughs> Oh my god, that's just as goofy as anything else in that's this movie. So <laughs> awful. <laughs> that is this movie though. Oh my god. Oh Come on, I think if you and I seriously oh we, we can we can cut this out if it sucks. Let's take 60 seconds and come up with a better tagline. <laughs> Cause I feel like we could. Oh blind okay, blind fury. Uh how about how about okay, here we go, here we go. Here's one blind man you're gonna wanna see. Oh, I like that. Boom. It's a thousand times better. Ah. Uh, he can't see the action on the screen, but you will. Ooh. I like... See? That's good. See? See? 60 seconds. <laughs> 60 seconds and we're done. Way better. You know what? We don't we don't do this normally, but I'll say tweet us or, or hit us Please up on Facebook with what do you so. think would be a better tagline. A better tagline I, for Blind Fury. I think... I think... And you know what? I'll... We... Uh, if you seriously do, and I'll try to remember to tweet this out tomorrow and stuff... Uh, we will read them next next episode. If you uh, if you write into us, we will we will read what you think a better tagline. Yeah. Well, uh, Greg, why don't you ask me the question? We can get this over with. So, Paul, uh, I went first because I was the only person who knew this movie. Uh, I think actually I should go first, and okay. you should go at the end just to, to do it. So go ahead. Sure, and ask me Greg. Is this movie still rad? Well, that's a long this pause. Movie <laughs> somehow defying the odds defying rational explanation i think this movie is super bad <laughs> okay i shouldn't but i think this movie is amazing you should absolutely watch it it's great it's so ridiculous but i just i i love it i just Nostalgia is super strong with me on this one. It it hundred percent is blinding me on this. I think. No oh, oh, really? Yeah, no pun intended. But uh, yeah, no, I I this movie was pretty much exactly as I remembered it. So I guess that's fantastic. Paul, was this film rad? So Greg, I'm gonna use a word that you uh, a term that you use all the time. Okay, and this film was bananas. I yeah. texted you halfway through. What the hell did you make me watch? And I believe I tweeted back <laughs> a fucking masterpiece. I I wrote those genres down because literally this movie it, it, it took we talk about the cocaine fueled 80s. Oh, this this, this is a hundred percent a cocaine fueled this, movie. This was this was literally a room with three guys just up at 2 a.m. after being up for 48 hours going, we got to get a script by tomorrow. What else can we throw in here? If you legit told <laughs> Old me this lady with a gun was written over the course of two days, I would have just, I believe you. You're right. I would not doubt that at all. They took every 80s genre, dumped it in a bucket, gave us a movie. Does that make it rad? Greg, I am 100% with you. This film was stupid rad. Yes, stupid yes, rad. Yes. It's not the greatest film we've ever done. It's not the raddest no, film we've ever done. It's just 
But it's just fun. It's just stupid fun. I laughed when it was supposed to be funny. Uh, Some of the fight scenes do kind of fall down because they interject humor into it. Yeah. The plot is non-existent. It's just a ridiculous reason for a plot. No no plot. But I could tell you right now, when this movie finished and the credits rolled, normally, even with movies I love, I'm like, I pause it to go get a drink. I'm like, oh, crap, 40 minutes. The credits rolled on this. I was like, that's it? The movie's over? And to be fair, this movie is like 80 minutes long. It's super <laughs> it's short. Not, it's not long. But it was great. I loved it. I really did. It was, I'm it glad. was super fun. I'm glad. Super, I'm really glad you liked this super movie. Super fun movie. Because I, I have very fond memories of this as a kid. And I'm glad I was able to share these with you. Because this movie is... This, this is a movie that like I could actually see buying. Because if I'm having like a party or something, I could totally be like, oh, wait, 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 we're going to throw on Blind Fury because you totally don't have to pay attention to this movie at all. I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go and see if there's a riff tracks of this because I can't oh, imagine there isn't. Great, great question. I cannot imagine. This is right up their alley. Like it's 100% up their alley as far as that. But you know what I've also found? Sometimes movies that are too outrageous, they don't do because they're. it's almost like, well, what else can we say? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's true. It's true. But, but anyway, that's the end of the podcast. We'll go ahead and we'll thank, as always, Mr. Bibbs. Thank you so much for being a constant listener and patron. You are a fantastic person. Um, you are have. the best, Bibbs. Uh, if you would like to uh, join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um obviously go there and and share even if it's not on this movie topic uh share any thoughts you have um we did get another um review just uh a couple weeks ago very nice yeah another five star review someone said that they really like us and they're uh they're going they're starting to binge it um and they look kind of like how we kind of go through each movie start to finish so that was nice of them awesome so you can do that and greg what is our next movie sir I am surprised it took us almost two years to get to this movie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And our next movie is about a couple of pals, Young Guns. Oh, shoot. I thought you were going to say Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, Young Guns, the story of Billy the Kid. Um, and and a uh, this is another one of those 80s movies where when you look at the cast and you're like, oh, my God. Uh, right yeah it's packed with famous 80s people there's a lot of famous people so i'll give you um i'll save it for the pod i'll save it for that episode i got a great story about that one um just in general about the whole thing so that's it we're the end of the end of the show this has been this was rad i am paul i'm greg bye-bye give me bruce lee bruce lee is dead didn't get his brother This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.